Last night, we heard Jesus command us to love as an action. Jesus demonstrated that action as he gently and intentionally washed the feet of every person at dinner with him. Peter, Judas, the beloved disciple, the women. And then he handed off this ministry of indiscriminately loving every person through actions to his faltering friends. After watching and learning about love in action, it is time for us to do the action ourselves to continue his ministry. Jesus invited the disciples out of their front row seats into the action, which does not mean that he has left the field of play. Instead, tonight, Jesus takes the action to a new level of loving one another. In tonight's action-packed narrative, we see the limits of human action in light of the limitlessness of divine action. Action, in this case, is love. Deep, generous, gentle, forgiving, self-sacrificing, abiding love. The kind of love that is beautiful and heart-wrenching to watch. And oh, so humbling and demanding and fulfilling to live and practice. Staying with this kind of action may feel like too much. It's tempting to leave, to avoid the horrifying brutality. It's terrifying. Our action tonight is to stay, to stay with the story, to stay in the discomfort, to resist jumping to judgment or dismissal, to stay and discover the love in the acts of others. Sometimes what looks like betrayal is really just a person doing their best, doing what they are capable of to love. Sometimes we have done our best and yet betrayed. Sometimes others have betrayed us even when they were doing their best to be loving. Peter and another disciple follow Jesus when he's arrested. They could stay in the garden in shock. They could leave and go home. Love compels them to stay with Jesus, to watch and wait outside Caiaphas' home, to be near the terrifying action. Humiliation for the sake of love also weaves through the story tonight. As the cock crows and Peter realizes his betrayal, as Jesus endures Pilate's interrogation and misunderstanding, the flogging and the mocking by the centurions, and finally, the full rejection by the crowd, the very people who hailed him as Messiah days ago now call for his death. The allure of allegiance to the powers of the world has, for the moment, double-crossed love. 
betrayal, humiliation, double-crossing. Look closely. See that despite all this, love is not gone. It is in action. And we join the crowd, watching and learning from the action around us. Pilate seeks to understand Jesus and the politics of his relationships with Caesar and with the religious authorities. We see his heart and mind cracked open, his hold on his own rightness released. Mary, Jesus' mother, the other women, and the beloved disciple stay near Jesus. They endure witnessing his torture, feeling each strike of the whip and blow of the hammer on their own bodies. Humbled by their helplessness, they remain with Jesus. The beloved disciple reassures Jesus that his mother will be loved and safe. The centurion, who quenches Jesus' thirst with sour wine, acts with compassion for a dying man. The one commandment Jesus leaves us is to love one another as he loves us. And so we follow him to the cross and we stay with him. It is the action we can take. Along the way, we look for the loving action of others, relinquishing our own judgment. Love humbly lets go of our need to be right or to win. Love sees people doing their human best, even when we falter, betray those we love, don't understand why others feel hurt. Love picks one another up when we stumble and keeps company when we feel helpless or lost or alone. Love is the one thing God commands us. When we humans act in love, it is inevitably limited and imperfect. God, through Jesus, shows us the ultimate and perfect act of love.